When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. I am your host, Timothy Renner. I'm here with my co-host and wife, Allison. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Three episodes in a row. You're going to spoil people. <laughs> with my nervous laughter. <laughs> <laughs> if you have experienced something strange, or if you know of a story that we should cover, if you've seen something like a cryptid, like Bigfoot, a UFO, a ghost anything weird and you want to share your story with us you can email us strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com at this point we're pretty backed up on interviews it's getting a little bit better we're getting some times opening up but the quickest way still to get us your story if you have a short story is to call our voicemail line and leave a message that's 717-347-8554 if you get cut off Call back and continue. 717-347-8554. So, I, I mean, if you really want to get thrust to the forefront, I think, like, I could tell people what to put in the subject heading to get your attention. <laughs> <laughs> if it says something like um, Mary cradling Bigfoot while holding a banjo or something, you would probably get... To the head of the class. To the head of the class. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Once again, I have to make a note that I took off for the holidays. In other words, I took some time off. I didn't answer email as part of that. So my already backed up email is further backed up. And I am apologizing to people. I know you are waiting for responses. Other than the voices you hear that aren't mine, this is pretty much a one-man show. So the editing and replying to email and, and everything, that's all done by me. So I get backed up, and I'm just asking for patience. I'm not ignoring you. It just takes me a long time because I've got a weekly show and a lot of other things going on. So please be patient with me. I will try to get to everybody as soon as I can. On tonight's show, I will be talking with Shelby about something she named the Hyonki. I love the, the homemade names for things. Yeah. Well, we get all these different folklore names for these different creatures and so forth, and I'm sure this... Why not be the first one to start it in your own area? I mean, well, somebody has to be the first exactly, one to say it. Exactly. Somebody started these things somewhere.
Okay, tonight we're talking with Shelby, who has a few different things to talk to us about. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with a scripted encounter? Sure. Um, the, the cave encounter, I actually sent this to Wes a few months ago. Um, I was around, I'd say 14 or 15 years old. And we used to hike. I, I lived in the woods when I was little. And uh, we used to hike all the time. And there's, uh, they call them the bat caves. That was up on top of, because we live in a valley. So there was hills in between. Mm-hmm. So they're like kind of in the middle of the hill. I'd probably say, I'd say a good two miles up the hill. And um, to kind of set the scene there, <laughs> I grew up in a town with less than 300 people. So it was just a very, very small town. And we have a power plant that was kind of, it's kind of right north, if you can see it right there. And they had the fly ash, is what they called it. And there was kind of like a small wooden area in between. And there was a path that would lead up to the caves there. Well, the one day we went to go, because it was the first time I'd ever been to the caves. They used to actually go there as kind of like, because they were, they were probably 17 or 18. They were a few years older than I was. And they used to go up there and party. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to go up there. I just wasn't old enough to go up with them, obviously. So she had actually, my best friend, had taken me up there, um, just me and her. And like I said, I've I've been in the woods. I've probably since I was eight years old. We used to go up because we had our little tree fort that used to be in the small wooded, like the wood line there behind our house. Anyway, but um, we had gone up there. And it's a really pretty walk. It's a pretty hike. Now the path has grown over, but it was pretty mowed down at the time. And um, we were almost to the caves. And there was a giant tree that was over top of the, over top of the path. And this tree wasn't small. And it was still alive when it was, when it was over. I mean, if we were to put our arms around like both our arms around, like we wouldn't be able to touch. Like that's how big this tree was. And I was so excited to go. And as soon as we went underneath this tree to, to continue on the path. And all of a sudden it was like, we entered another world. The entire woods went completely silent. And I got this, I was overwhelmed with fear. And I just had like this voice in my head that told me that we need to turn around. And I told her, I said, I don't feel right about this. I want to go back. And she just thought that I was afraid and I needed to suck it up. But I had never been afraid in the woods before. And I'd never heard it dead silent. I mean, completely silent. And after this tree, if you looked up the hill, it kind of curved. It used to be an old palp stone, palp stone mine. That's how you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. And there was at the top of the hill. We, when we got up there, there was a one of the big round palp stones, and there was a half a drunk beer bottle, and it was still really cold, like it was taken out of a cooler, and a big one of those big flashlights, kind of industrial, you know, those big circular ones that had the handle on the top. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and it it was on. And I told her, I said, I think someone else could be up here. And it seems like they're hiding from us. And I said, I just have a bad feeling we need to go. And she said, no, she, she actually started saying like yelling, Hey, Hey. And I'm like, 
no, no, don't do that because we don't know who's up here. It could have been one of our friends that was up there, but I had no idea. And neither did she. And I really felt like something or someone was watching us. And I was kind of focused on the right. Because when you came around that bend there, I'd probably say maybe 50 yards the caves were. You had a smaller one in front of you. There was a big one in the middle and kind of a smaller one to the left. And then it kind of had like a little cliff above it where there was a wooded area. Well, I mean, it's all woods, but there was like a small cliff there. And But I was focused on the right. And she was still trying to see if someone was there. And then just a few seconds later, there was about, I'd say at least a dozen trees started, like something was moving on the left, on that cliff side, coming down. It seemed like a, I mean, like a truck coming out of the woods there. And this, it was cracking trees, it was knocking them over. And all of a sudden, I mean, this roar just came out of whatever it was and you could feel it in your chest. Like it was so loud and it just, it was vibrating. I didn't see it. I have no idea what it was after that happened. I mean, we turned around and booked it. Now on that, I forgot to explain this, but on this path up towards the top here, what I found odd now, I mean, there's rocks in the forest, but there were all of these like circular loose rocks that were up on the, the corner there by that palp stone that comes into play. <laughs> but as we start running and I get to that section and I fall <laughs> and I, I've always made fun of the girls in the horror movies that always fall and can't get up. <laughs> well, after that, I, I've never made fun of someone again. When you're that paralyzed with fear, it is so hard. I don't know if you've ever felt that, but it's so hard to fight with your body to, be able to just get up. Now I didn't hear anything else other than it sounded like something, whatever that was jumped down. But after that, I didn't hear anything, but I did. Now my best friend leaves me. She's, she's running. She completely left me. She oh. left me behind, oh. <laughs> which was wonderful. She's just saying, come on, come on. And she's halfway down the hill already. And I eventually fight myself to actually get up and go. And we ran and ran. We ran. I mean, it's it's a decent hike. Like I said, it's at least one and a half to two miles. I would probably say up to the cave. So it's a decent it's a decent trek. And I mean, we I I don't even know. I probably outran a cheetah that day after <laughs> I finally got up. And we ran down. We got past the fences where the fly ash was, and we got down where we entered, and everything was still silent. And the only thing I said was, "What the hell was that?" And she said, I don't know. We walked home in silence. I mean, we never talked about it again, ever. <laughs> and I, I happened to ask her after I, because I did email Wes, like I said, I happened to ask her what she thought it was. And she said she had absolutely no idea. But that was the first time we had ever brought it up after that. That's I not uncommon, wish, actually. Yeah. I, but I feel like that you should talk about that, I guess. Because we've had other experiences together, um, paranormal-wise. But... I just, um, I'm to this day, I almost wish that I would have seen it, <laughs> but at the same time, ignorance is bliss, I guess. Yeah. Now, because it's th as general or specific as, as you're comfortable. Where was this? Where in the country? Um, Ohio. If you want to bleep out the town, I'll tell you it's, it's Ohio. It's in between Wellsville and Steubenville. 
Um, so that's a very small town. And but uh, um, uh, what year was this roughly? Let's see, I'm 25. I was probably, I would say 14 or 15 at the time. So if you can do math better than I can. <laughs> a, a decade or so, or dec- decade plus there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever roared, do you think it was, do you think a human was capable of making that noise? No. Um, it was very deep. And I, to be honest with you, it's, I, I've never, now see, I've never searched for this sound. Now I, I sent you the track and we're talking about Hyunki. It does not sound the same as that, but it sounded like a dinosaur. Like I thought a T-Rex was coming out of the, out of the woods. I mean, it was so big because it was moving so many trees and the trees it was moving, you know, they weren't little saplings. I mean, they were pretty big, decent trees that you'd find in the woods. So, I mean, whatever it was, was huge. <laughs> right. So, so these are man-made caves, essentially they're mines that have been dug yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just call them the bat caves. I've never seen a bat up there <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've been, and the thing is, that was the first time I was up there, and I don't know if I have a death wish or I just don't care, but I had actually gone up there again, I'd probably say five or six times, and a couple of times was by myself, and I never had anything else happen after that. I mean, I've had things happen, I guess we'll just continue to go into the those stories, but I have been paced out of those woods before a couple of times. But I always tossed it up to one of my friends, maybe just being a jackass. <laughs> you know, I mean, just that happens. But where I stand on Bigfoot, this is how much knowledge I have on it. I literally just watched the Patterson Gimlin film a week and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't say that I do or don't believe in it. The only reason I started looking into it was actually because of the stuff that's going on on our property. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, it took me a while to listen to Sasquatch Chronicles because I, I guess I never really believed in Bigfoot. But then after I started listening to someone's encounters, I mean, I believe, I definitely believe them. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. So maybe there was something up there, but, um, anyway, the one time though, I was probably, I was older, I'd say 16 or 17 at this time. And I used to walk around town all the time. It's kind of set up like an oval. It's like, so it's like a track, but you're on the wood line for some of those roads. And I was walking my normal, I used to live in a trailer park. And when you entered that town, if you're facing, if you're going into the town, there's a trailer park there. You have a couple of bigger double wides and two houses. And then there was a road that went to the left and that's where the wood line was. And it would lead to another trailer park and the entrance where we would go into the woods, like into the fly ash up there. And then you would circle back around and you could go through town and get, then you kind of walked along the highway. That was like the, how the town was set up. Mm-hmm. And I was walking the opposite direction. So I was coming towards our, towards my house and it, it was at night and I, I did this all the time, but it was dark. I'd probably say nine or 10 o'clock at night. It wasn't ridiculously late, <clears throat> but um, I heard it. What sounded to me like a legitimate baby crying. And of course I I stop and I'm listening. I don't hear anything other than this baby crying and it's dark and I don't want to go into the woods because I mean, you don't know if someone has a a recorder that's trying to lure you in there. I mean, it's a small town full of old people. I wouldn't expect that, but you never know. Right. And so I just kind of started walking a little bit further towards 
the wood line and it was moving with me and then it was moving a little bit ahead of me. So before, before you would turn, turn back up to go to my house, it kind of went probably another 15, 20 feet before it was a little bit of a dead end. There was like a garage there and then it just went into a field that was behind the other section of the trailer park. Well, that's where it was going. So I'm actually following this baby crying and I don't hear any other noise in the woods. Now I don't know. I don't, I can't walk that quiet in the woods, but I just thought this was bizarre. So I'm following it, but I won't go like I'm staying probably a good six feet away from the wood line in case something was there or someone was there. Yeah. And I get to, I go through the field and I get to the end. There's like these wooden posts where this other house, the first house that you come in when you turn into the town, it's kind of their property line. I think that's where they mark it. I get there and all of a sudden there was just a very loud, long ear piercing scream. And then it stopped. I don't know what would have happened if I would have actually went into those woods to see what that was. I never heard anything else after that. I didn't hear the thing run away. I don't have any idea what that was. Yeah. That was something I definitely couldn't explain. The baby crying sound is one of the most disturbing things to me because if it is something or someone or you know whatever it is, if it's something trying to lure someone into the woods, that's a really really kind of insidious and and creepy way to do it because I think the natural right. instinct for people when they hear a baby crying is to like, "Oh, I want to help," you know? Right. Go see if that's okay, you know, yeah. someone yeah, so that's one of the most disturbing sounds for me. And then, so did the baby crying just lead right up? Like, did was there a pause between that and the scream, or did it was it just baby crying and then scream? It was baby crying, pause for like a second or two, and then scream. I don't know if it was maybe mad because I didn't go in to the woods mm-hmm. to see what it was, and it realized I wasn't going up there, and it just got mad and screamed and left. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but there wasn't. I actually went up there the next day to see if there was any anything up there, but there wasn't. Like there was no signs of any person or animal up there, right? Other than deer, but I don't know. I mean, that was just so you like could I said, I had a, you could essentially hear the baby crying moving along with you, but you couldn't hear footsteps or anything else like that. Yeah, there was no footsteps. I didn't hear any leaves. I didn't hear any sticks break. It was just bizarre. So I actually tossed that up to a paranormal thing. I because like I guess I've had experiences in the town and in my house and my best friend's house in general. So I honestly think it's the area because mm-hmm. I mean I, I've had a lot of paranormal experiences there, and so is my best friend, and we've had them together. So I I tossed it up to that. Well, yeah, well that's what we talk a lot about on the show. A lot of these things that happen outside, if they happened inside, you'd say. Oh, it's a haunting or it's a poltergeist or something. But right. uh, they, they happen outside and people think, well, Bigfoot. But uh, we, we've been wondering if it's not just some sort of, you know, the same thing that people are talking about inside their house, just outside. Right. That's what I, like I said, I don't really, I'm kind of coming into the Bigfoot area. And I would honestly say it's more paranormal to me. Yeah. I started out if thinking I... it was a creature and then I very quickly I, I determined it's, uh, for, for my, for, for the way I look at things, I, I can't make that work. It, it right. being a it's creature. A, 
if you go to like the hunter's experiences, it seems like where they just run into it like that seems like a physical creature, but it seems like the few that I've listened to when they're on their property. Yep. And what I've experienced. That's that's a hundred percent correct, and, and that's what uh, I've been saying a lot. That if if it's a roadside crossing, or if a hunter sees it walk through the woods or something, they they will tell you, oh, it's just an animal. And I don't blame them because if that's all you see, that's what you're going to think, you know. But when people have them in their property or they have repeat encounters, that's when the very very strange stuff seems to start happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, just getting what, another thing. We'll go back to the when I was walking through town, but. This was in broad daylight, and I remember it was cold. And this is why I also want to say that it was something paranormal. And I remember I had (laughs) weird things, but I remember I had my black jacket on, and I was walking along the wood line, and I just got this, that same fear feeling, and it was, like, oppressive. And I didn't know if that whatever we ran into happened to be there. So I got away from the woods, and I started walking through town. So I, I automatically like turn, if you go straight, like where you were, or we go into the woods, the wood or the road goes straight ahead of you. And it comes out to the store that we little store that we have there, a bar and there's a steakhouse. So I said, well, if there's anything to myself, if there's anything there, it's not going to follow me there. Well, I started walking through town and it didn't, it got worse. Like I just felt like something was going like, or someone was going to kill me. Like I actually was afraid for my life at that point. I don't know why I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. It was just this fear. And I literally, once I I turned, I went to the post, I got to the post office and I actually ran home. And when I got in the house, I didn't feel necessarily, I don't want to say like, just, it didn't go away. I didn't feel completely safe. But I felt like there was something outside. And this happened to me a couple of times. A lot of times when I actually got off the school bus, I felt this. As I was a teenager. That was another thing that I couldn't explain either. But the one thing that I thought that maybe because we had a cross and we had a picture of Jesus hanging in, like right inside our door. If it was something paranormal and I happened to to go into the house, maybe that stopped it. Mm -hmm. But that was something that was just creepy. Um, so did, did you, you hear have, anything or was this just completely like, you know, it was didn't... completely irrational fear. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, it was, it just came on all of a sudden, like it did whenever we were, we crossed that tree it just came on all of a sudden and it just didn't leave. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know if someone was following me. I, but I didn't hear anyone. I didn't see anyone or anything. I mean, the, the town that were, that I was in, like I said, it's a very few people and they're all elderly. And there's maybe five or six people. My boyfriend would joke about this when he was staying down there with me. There was like, he'd say there's five or six people alive in this town. <laughs> and then all the other houses are empty. Because <laughs> you would never see anyone else but those five or six people. But uh, so if anyone's there out of place, you're going to know. Like, I mean, you're going to be able to point them out. But right. the whole, like I, I met, when I messaged you about the whole Santa thing, um, that's what I, when I haven't thought about that since I was, I was probably 10 when that happened and I probably hadn't thought about that since the day after that happened. But I really wonder if something manifested into that, Mm -hmm. you know, just presented itself as that. Cause I had seen a woman, I would say 12 or 13 and I was up, I was up for a good couple of hours and this is one or two o'clock in the morning. I was watching TV 
I get up to go to the bathroom. I live in a trailer and my room is in the front and the bathroom is kind of towards the back where my dad's room was. And I get up and I go to the bathroom. Well, I mean, trailer bathrooms are obviously small, but in front of me, there's one of those like small, long windows that have like that uh, blurry glass, like, and you can't see in or out of it, but yeah. you know, it has light. And when it's dark, you can see your reflection. And then I, we, we had a mirror that was right, kind of right beside it. And I sat down, you know, your most vulnerable moment mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're sitting on the toilet. And I just happened to glance up and I seen this woman in the doorway. She had kind of long, dark, almost wet looking hair. And she was in like a, it looked like a white nightgown kind of thing. And she looked kind of dirty. And of course it scared the absolute crap out of me. And I'm frozen and I'm staring at it probably, I mean, it felt like forever, but it was probably like 30 seconds. And I glanced to the mirror and I seen her there too. And then I finally like mustered up like the, you know, the courage to actually look beside me in the doorway, Mm -hmm. but I didn't see her there. And then when I looked back, she was gone. That was one of the, that was one of the only times I've ever actually seen an apparition. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> right. That's like when I, when I think like when people go ghost hunting and people go looking for Bigfoot, I, I don't know, like with the cave encounter and with that and the fear that I've experienced with that, I don't know why you want to go looking for it. Yeah. I really well. I go back and forth on that myself. <laughs> like uh, I, I definitely take long breaks where I'm like, eh, you know, and then, uh, and then I'm back out there looking. So I, I don't know. And you know, I it, love hearing about it and I like watching it on TV sometimes. Like I kind of been scared by the stuff in real life. So I almost don't want to watch it on TV anymore, mm-hmm. but I used to be, I used to love the paranormal and just thinking that people actually go in looking for this stuff because bad things can happen, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And if you don't protect yourself when you go in there. Yeah. Well, like, I, I have a really hard time looking at whatever's on our property because I am absolutely terrified. Like my boyfriend says he's, he's a complete skeptic. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff, but I think that this thing's changing his mind that, <laughs> hmm. um, I don't know if I'd want to know what it is. You know, I don't know if I'd actually want to go looking for it because I don't want to one piss it off. Cause we have to live with it if it's there and you just never know, you never know what you're going to get yourself into. And I, um, I had a possum come after me before mm-hmm. it was a rabbit. And this was it. This was in the same town. This was actually recent when I, I had, I had to move back home cause my dad ended up with Parkinson's disease and I had moved back and, um, I was there for a little while and I took his dog out and I don't know if maybe this thing had babies underneath the trailer and I got too close maybe, but it just happened to run out, but it wasn't like hissing at me. It didn't have its mouth open. It didn't do anything. It was just like running to me and it scared me. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Get away from me. And I run away from it. But if I'm at the mercy of this little tiny possum, I, I don't want to be at the mercy of a giant, you know, eight foot creature. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't want to go looking for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if you heard my raccoon encounter, but, uh, 
you I know was, what? I actually went back and listened to that this weekend because you mentioned it in another one. Because I'm trying to catch up and I'm just yeah. jumping around, but I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that it, that would be scary. Yes. And it wasn't so much the the raccoon itself because, as I said, I you know I I, I kind of took care of that. It was right. all of the weirdness that surrounded it, and there was a bunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of like what you're saying. It's when you experience the reality of this stuff, and there was so much weirdness that surrounded it that it left no doubt in my mind that just something weird was going on. It was just there was just too much strangeness that surrounded it, and right. uh, it's like this this stuff just hits you upside your head, and it's like, oh wait, no, this is real and it's serious. And then it kind of changes your mind a little bit about it. Uh, not that I didn't believe it before, but it kind of really drove it home. Like, don't mess around right. with this stuff. And I'm still really feeling the repercussions of that uh, now. I'm I'm uh, a lot more cautious uh, when I'm out and about doing this stuff. Right, because you never know. You absolutely never know. You can just be walking around on the trail and just something could just come up on and just come after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other the other weird experience, and I'm, I've never heard of this. Tell me if you have. I used to work later. I was a, a retail manager, and I used to work till 11 o'clock. And when I came home, I was, this was, oh my gosh, maybe three years ago. This was before I moved here. Because I, I, like I said, I moved back with my with my dad when he was in, he was in a home at this time. So I was there taking care of the dog before we moved here. And I came home, it was 1130 or so, and I take the dog out. And I, I love the outside, I always have. And I loved walking the dog at night because behind our trailer park was like a decent sized field. And I just, that was like my Zen time, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote, because you're, if you're, if you ever worked in retail, you'd understand, but you I have home, and I do. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah, I would just go home and take the dog out for a nice little walk there Yeah, and let him do his thing. And I would just, you know, free my mind a little bit. There was a lot going on at that time. Well, it's a pretty decent sized field and it kind of towards the end was a really big tree there and across the road was we had our own water department thing. It was this little small, I don't know what you call that. I get look like those little pools, I guess, that they have in there that mm-hmm. filter the water or whatever. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you would it was fenced in and then it would have there was another path to get up into the woods and then the wood line is there. Well, I walked him to the tree and he was sniffing around and I heard something in the woods there like right to the left of that water plant come out of the woods. Well, I looked and it was a, a smaller deer. It wasn't a buck. At least I don't think he was, it was seemed like a young deer and I was whatever. And he was coming down and I, you know, deer are very instinctive and jumpy animals anyway. Yeah. Well, this thing, if you could picture a deer with anxiety, <laughs> this is what it looked like. I don't, I mean, it looked healthy I don't think there was anything wrong with it, but it was dark, so I really couldn't see. But, I mean, it was kind of – it was trying to graze, but it kept getting its head up, looking around, and it was kind of just walking a little quick. I don't know if maybe something chased it. And he started – or she, whatever, was grazing along the fence of the water thing. But it was doing it, like I said, quickly and kind of weird, and she was coming towards us. And I've never kind of had that happen before. So I kind of got like an uneasy feeling like maybe there is something wrong with it. So I turned the dog around and we just start walking back. 
And I, a few minutes pass by and I turn back around and this thing is jogging across the street and it stopped at the train. It was looking at us. And I'm thinking to myself, if this thing comes after us, I can't outrun a deer. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that it was going to come after us because I've never, I, I've had that happen twice. I've actually gotten chased by a buck, but that was me being stupid during rut season. <laughs> but <laughs> I was younger and you learn. But anyway, <laughs> it stopped and then it started putting its head down and it was, eating or grazing or whatever again. So I'm like, okay, so I kind of start walking a little bit quicker to get back to the house. And when I, I heard something and I turned around and this thing is running at us. So I start panicking and I start running. The dog starts running and I looked at the dog and I said, if this goes South, I'm sacrificing you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to let you go. But I mean, it wasn't like running full force at us. It was like the possum. It was like running hastily towards me. And I hurry up, I get to the, I get to the trailer and I, I dive in, I, I get into the yard and I run up to our porch and I just, I turned back, I stopped and I looked and it goes past the opening there. So it goes past us. So I put the dog inside and I'm stupid once again. <laughs> and I go and I actually run to see where this thing's going. I, and there's a fence there. So it had to have jumped the fence. There's also a road. So you would be able to see the thing. And my aunt's house is right there. I didn't see anything. I don't know where this deer went. I didn't hear it after that. I don't even know if this thing was real. (laughs) But have you ever had that happen or heard of that happen? Well, I mean, deer are one of these these kind of uh, symbolic animals that, you know, deer, owls, um, rabbits. So the problem is, you know, sometimes people see very natural owls in very mysterious circumstances. Sometimes mm-hmm. people see very unnatural, you know, owls in in these things, and it becomes very, very difficult to determine, you know, what the case is. And I think even more so with deer. I've had, hmm. uh, w- w- when my wife and I, before we were married, I had a, a, a very kind of amazing uh, thing happen with with a, a baby deer. We were in the middle of the woods. We found a clearing, and uh, it just came up and walked around us like three times around this clearing. I could have reached oh. out and touched it. And uh, then it just walked away. But the thing is, like, I think there's some missing time involved with this event uh, because we came out of the woods a lot later than than I would have thought possible. So there's there's like some weirdness. But by all I mean, it just appeared to be a normal, natural little deer. So, you know, that said, with that encounter of yours, you know, who can say if it was just a natural deer acting weird or something weirder, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've never had that happen before. The the buck thing was pretty funny though, <laughs> because the the deer there. There's the the woman that was on the corner. Like as soon as you turn left down that woodline road, she used to have a deer feeder there, and the deer would go down there all the time. And they were always very good with people because I mean she would feed them and see them all the time. And I mean I would walk past them. You could get so close to them, like maybe within ten feet, and they wouldn't even run. And the the one time there was this huge 14 point buck and I had never seen one before. And I was probably 12 <laughs> and I'm walking up to it, not up to it, but up near it. Like I would do the other ones. Well, it was, it was in the fall. So it was rut season and the stupid thing actually came after me Oh wow! because I was an idiot. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> like it yeah. just, it was just, I, I, that's how you learned. So <laughs> just don't do that. But, um, the second time I actually, he was, there was one that was in the, the corner there and I happened to turn the corner. 
I didn't know he was there. And then it came after me. I was so older when that happened, but I wasn't looking for him. Yeah, they can be dangerous, Bucks. Oh, yeah. If there if the garage wasn't there, I it probably would have got me because I just quickly turned there and just kind of zigzagged there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of a scary experience. But Yeah, we had uh, one on the farm uh, pin down one of our pet dogs one time. Oh. My brother had to uh, take it off the dog. <laughs> he ended up getting in a fight with it. <laughs> I bet that was fun. but that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, they can be as best as I can tell. You want to put some trees in between yourself, or a tree at least, in between yourself and the buck as best you can, because right. you're not, you're not going to outrun it. No, 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 no. Like I said, if the garage wasn't there, it probably would have gotten me. Yeah, Did, were you able but... to just run in the garage? Is that what happened? No, I actually ran around the garage, and there was a house, so I kind of zigzagged around it, and I don't know if it just wasn't able to find me. But oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's just kind of what happened there. I got lucky, because if I was actually on the road and I didn't have anywhere to turn, <laughs> that probably would have turned out bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they can be rough. All the way back to the first encounter at the cave. Yes. Did you ever find out who left the beer in the flashlight? I did not. And you know what? I, there were no other... I mean... Someone had to have been up there not too long before we went there because the, the beer was cold. I remember there being condensation on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either of us ever followed up with one of our friends. I mean, I, but there, I don't remember seeing any footprints, like any boot footprints or anything. I, I don't know, but right. no, I never did. And the, the beam of I the light did. was on. You said, right. That the flashlight was turned on. Yeah, my guess is that maybe they tried to go into the caves and that thing maybe chased them out too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what that I, was, that's what I was, was wondering. Not a yeah, and you mentioned the the round stones. You said they came into play. Yeah, when I tripped over it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> the ones that were on the ground. That's what I tripped over. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't. I didn't know if uh, if you had meant they they had gotten thrown at you or something. No, well, you know, I they may have been thrown at other people though, because I mean, there are obviously rocks in the ground in the woods, but there were so many in that corner. Some were like, and they were all round and some were halfway in the ground, like in the dirt and others were on top. And, you know, some had rolled down a little bit, but yeah, that's just what happened. I just happened to trip over one of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will never make fun of a person in a horror movie again, though. (laughs) Never again after that. I didn't fall, but I have been so scared with my knees locked up and I couldn't run. And, uh, that's not a fun sensation. No, no. And then when you're on the ground and you're trying to get yourself up, you'd like you fight every muscle in your body to get yourself up. Yeah. And I mean, it's just it's definitely sucks when that happens. So mm-hmm. did you want to talk about uh, the high Yankee? Yeah. Yeah. The current the current situation. Yeah. First off, can you explain that track? <laughs> I cannot. So you sent me a photo of the track. Is it OK to reproduce it? Uh, for, yeah, for that's fine. To see? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. So I'll put that in the show notes. I don't know what that is. You know, it, it looks like a damn baby gorilla. <laughs> That's it, what it looks like. It does. It kind of has that like outrigger toe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And and the thing was, it was only like maybe four inches big. Yeah, so, it wasn't huge. Now there were things that I'll, I'll lead up to the track because that's actually the bat and the rock climbing were the two latest things that had happened, but. I was, they've lived, his parents have lived here for, oh my gosh, 20 some years. And I, I, he's heard screams before. And that's the first thing that happened. 
kind of, it was, I'd say April. So it was early spring this year. And I'm generally off on weekends. And I was going back every Saturday morning to fish because we have our pond in our cabin back there. And uh, we have about 17, I think, or 17 or 18 acres here. And um, we have our, our pond. Our house here, we have like a, a driveway and it's a little hill. And then we have a flat area that's our hay field. And we have a tree stand that's stand uh, that stands right at the edge of the hill there. And it goes down, I'd probably say 50 yards. And then the cabin is right there in our pond. Um, the pond's kind of elongated. It's not like a round pond. It's a, it's a pretty large pond. And then we have the wood line that's there. And to the left of us, these people clear, they bought the property, they cleared out the pasture and they kind of, they left the wood line towards the, uh, like alongside the cabin. And they have like a center with like a piece of woods in the center. They cleared this out to put cattle in two years ago and they never did. I don't know why, but I was on the, the porch of the cabin. And then all of a sudden I was fishing. This was about, I'd say 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning. And I heard a scream and I'd probably say it was a half mile away from me. I couldn't really tell what it was. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it was probably a coyote. About 20 minutes or so goes by and it sounds off again. And it seems like it's in the same spot. It's just closer. (laughs) When I heard this scream, I can't, the reason I call it Hyunky is because when it got closer, it sounded like a large gorilla monkey mixed with hyena. Now, later on, when we actually found out what hyenas actually sound like, I don't even know where I got that from. <laughs> I guess it was like the laughing part of it at the end that kind of made me think of hyena, but that's that's where the name came from. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and I'm thinking to myself, coyote? After I hear it the second time, I'm like, I'm not sure. I've never heard it before, but it was still far enough away to where I really couldn't identify it anyway. So I just continue fishing, but I'm kind of curious at this point. So I actually loop around the pond and I'm, and I had the wood line to the back of me. So I'm curious, like I said, not the smartest person in the world, <laughs> but, and I'm fishing from the other side. Cause we have like a little dock there and I was, I was fishing on that side. And again, about 20, this, this happens over probably two, two and a half hours. It was a long time, about 20 or 30 minutes later, it's closer. This is the third time. And it sounds off again. And the, the lung capacity to make this sound, I mean, it, it, it was so powerful and it was so loud and it wasn't, it wasn't like what I heard at the Cape. Like it wasn't really low and it wasn't, it didn't sound like a dinosaur. Like it's, it sounded something that it, it wasn't high pitched either. There's actually, well, I'll get into the video thing, but anyway, and, and to me, when I heard it the third time and it was probably, it probably made it to the beginning of the neighbor's pasture. And I'm like, this thing is big. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a cougar. Maybe it's a bear. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely a bigger animal. So I moved back over to the, to the cabin and I moved, we have like a little mini boat dock that's, I mean, it's, it's just a little small pond boat that we have there. So it's not that big, but, and I went past it just in case if it was an animal that could eat me, <laughs> I would have enough distance away and I could get away from the, from the hill if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And the fourth time it sounded off, 
and it was once again, it was, it was about 15, 20 minutes in between. And I started messaging him and I said, I'm hearing these very unnerving screams back here. And I said, if you don't hear from me for a little bit, you need to check on me. But anyway, once again, when it got closer, I couldn't, like, I just became more confused. Like I've been in the woods my whole life. I've never heard something like this before ever. It scared me enough to move me. I went back to the cabin. I sat in a chair right in front of the door just in case I needed. We have weapons in the cabin. So just in case I needed to get something, that's where I stayed. So I'm listening. And I'm listening because obviously this is a big animal. I'm listening to see what it sounds like. And I don't hear anything. And, I mean, the woods didn't go silent. But everything, like, in front of me and to the left, I didn't hear anything. But I heard birds behind me. So it wasn't like, you know, before up in the cave where everything went completely dead silent. And I waited and waited, and I thought, well, I'm never, I don't know if I'm going to hear this again, so I just pick up my pole. When I picked up my pole, I heard it again, but this time it was literally in front of the cabin, and it kind of goes down into like a ravine down there where there's a creek bed, so there's a hill there, so I, I couldn't see, I still couldn't see what it was. But when it sounded off in front of me, I'm like, I don't know what this is, and it's, it was just so loud, and then the only other thing I heard, and it, was, and it wasn't as long as the other ones were. I don't know if it noticed I was there because it kind of cut off. And then I heard what sounded like it maybe stepped on one of the deadfall trees back there. We've had a lot of them fall over the past two years. So we've gotten a ridiculous amount of rain this year or last year. Oh, yeah. But that's what it sounded like. It wasn't like a branch. It sounded like something stepped on a big tree. Like it wasn't a small break at all. And that was the last thing I heard. I never heard anything walking. I never heard anything else other than the vocalizations there. Now, I wasn't like, I was, I was kind of in a panic kind of mode because I didn't know what was going to pop out of that woods. If anything was, I knew whatever it was, it could definitely eat me. So I stayed quiet and I stayed, I'd stay there for probably 45 minutes. I didn't move. I didn't do anything. And once I didn't hear it again, I left and I went back here and I honestly didn't even think about it again until he came home and I was talking to him about it. And I said, I don't know what kind of thing this could have been. So we sat, I would probably say for at least an hour, hour and a half searching known animal sounds around here because coyotes can make some whack sounds. I mean, coyotes, foxes, a fox can sound like someone getting murdered. Yeah. I mean, they can make some obscure sounds, even deer. And we were listening to regular normal sounds and then, you know, animals, some, you know, foxes in distress or mating or whatever. And we just couldn't find anything that matched it. And he said, he said a joke and said, oh, maybe it's Bigfoot. (laughs) So I said, you know what, I'm going to Google or I'm going to YouTube that. I didn't think there was any credibility at all in any YouTube Bigfoot sounds. Once again, I'm new to that. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really have an opinion, so I don't know what's out there. Well, there's a lot out there. I didn't understand. I didn't know that. But I came across this video and it's, I, it's a guy in Oklahoma and I wish the dude would stop talking during the video, (laughs) (laughs) but I found the sound. I found the exact same sound and it it said that it's a recorded Bigfoot sound in Oklahoma. And Wes had actually, when I had actually was going back to his podcast to see if I could find his encounter, there was one that he had that had known animal sounds versus Bigfoot sounds. And that video was actually in there. And he played this. There's a, a clip after that that he plays where the people are not talking. 
and you hear a kid go coyote. And that's exactly what I was doing in the background. <laughs> and those are those screams there. And they're in that podcast. He said that, that those have been, they haven't been determined yet as to what those are. So that's what I was hearing. I, I'd only heard that that one day. That's been a couple months ago. Now, fast forward a few weeks after that. My sister, she's 11, and we get her sometimes every few weekends, and she likes to fish. So I took her back there, and we were – now, you know kids have the intention span of a gnat. Yeah. <laughs> so when they when they fish, she casts, you know, and every five seconds she's reeling back in and casting again. Well, she, she kept getting her line tangled. And we have like the, the porch of the cabin and kind of a little step down to like a little where we tie the boat off. And that's where she was standing. And so I was bent down. I was on my knees and I was trying to get her line untangled. And it sounded like if you took a giant dog and placed it a half inch away from my ear and just this really deep growl and I, I can barely describe. I mean, it was just so deep and it was so loud. And it was so close. It almost, it almost sounded disembodied because it faded away. You know, it didn't like just stop it faded away, but it was loud and it lasted a second. And she's like, what was that? And I'm looking around thinking, you know, is there a coyote or something underneath the porch? You know, is there something there? And so I look and there isn't a whole lot of space in between where the pond starts and like where the, the foundation of the cabin starts, there's not a whole lot of room there. So if there is something there, you could see it. There wasn't anything there. And so I looked at her and I said, demon, like I was just joking because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. I mean, it sounded ridiculous. And also I, I miss, may have failed to mention this, but when we were walking to the cabin, like I said, where the, the, the tree stand is and you walk down the hill, well, halfway down the hill, we got hit with this, rancid dead smell like i mean it just smelled like a cow was baking in the atlanta heat in the middle of summer like that's what it sounded or what it smelled like mm -hmm. it stunk but so i was looking because i mean they have it cleared off and cleared out enough there that if something was dead there you could see it but i didn't see anything so i'm like whatever let's just walk down and get past it well then it goes away then we get down to the cabin, like right, in, like right to the side of the cabin, and then it hits us again. So I'm thinking that maybe because we have like a kind of like a wooden retainer wall, I'm like maybe something died back there. So I'm looking behind there. There's nothing there. I look, I and I'm thinking, did something maybe die underneath the cabin? So I go into the cabin, but the cabin doesn't stink. So nothing died under there. Nothing underneath. I mean, and that smell was there the entire time to the point where we stayed away from the left side of the cabin because that smell was just so strong. That was the same day as the growling. But and then the next day, my, my boyfriend's normally off. He's off on every Sunday and she was still here. And we went back the next day to go fish. And <clears throat> the smell was actually gone. It was completely gone. Like it just went away. So I, I can't explain that either. When we were actually about getting ready to leave, we heard growling. And when you walk down the gravel path there, you, it veers to the right to the cabin. We have like our, our bathroom here and then our cabin, but you can continue to go straight. And there's like a, a little path into the woods and there's like a little clearing to the left where they cleared out the pasture. And then you can see that little circle patch of woods. And we heard the growling and well, once there's a fence in the way, but once again, we're just like, let's go see what that noise was. <laughs> so we go down to see what it is. And it's a very low 
growl. And it was the same thing that I'd heard before, but it was just much closer before. And it sounded like whatever it was, was hiding in that patch of woods. And we just stood there for a second, but it's still continuing to growl. When we moved a little closer and it normally, if it's a natural animal, you're probably going to scare it. It's probably going to run away from you or come after you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the two, but nothing happened. So we, I said, just back up. We backed up slowly and just left. I don't like, I don't know what it was, but I went down to look for tracks and I just, his dad told us that he found, cause he was cutting firewood back there and he found there's like six or seven decent sized trees that have been broken off and they're and it's dead around it. Like there's a circle of stuff that's just dead and those six or seven trees are there. And a couple of them are broken off. There's two paths that would lead to, there's a clearing behind it. um, And then there's another section of woods. And to the far right, the kind of towards the main road, if you go, there's like a, an oil pad there, but they don't really use it. And I don't, I don't know if they use it anymore or not, but there used to be one there. But those, that tree is actually across both paths. And then there's like, I, I don't know if I sent you that picture or not, but it literally makes an A. You have that big tree that's across those paths, and then you have these two other ones that have been broken off, and it's kind of locked, and it makes like a figure A. Like, it looks like an A. Yeah, I believe you did send that, yeah. And I, I went to go back to look at that. Now, how his dad described it so that there were these trees that were 20 feet up in the air and they were twisted. So when I was going back there, I was expecting some weird thing to look at, but that's not what it looked like at all. (laughs) And I went back to go look at that. And it's been a long time since I've been in the woods. There's been a lot that has gone on the past few years. And when I went back there to look at that, I'm like, you know what? I haven't been in the woods in a while. So I actually, the next day I I came back and I decided to actually hike the property. I've lived here for a year and a half now and I just did that maybe a month or two ago. And I went back to go just to hike the Creek bed. Cause I haven't, I haven't done that. And I was looking for tracks to see if, you know, whatever was screaming at me that day made any sort of tracks or any sign of big animal. Um, cause I was thinking maybe, maybe a bear, a cougar, something, but uh, I don't, that's not what it was, but I, I went back and I was just hiking and, um, I never had anything happen. I mean, I didn't feel like I was being watched or anything, and I never found anything. Um, But his dad came back not too long after that and said that he rode his Kubota back there because he mows back there. And there was one of the one of the big trees was shaking pretty violently, like it was swaying back and forth and stuff. And he thought maybe there was a bear that was climbing out of it. But he said it was kind of too much to be a bear. You know what I mean? Like a bear will shake like a tree, but it's not going to sway a big thing back and forth but there were no tracks back there i mean there just still wasn't anything and the last time that we went back there because this has been a couple weeks ago that's the last time we've been back there not because we were afraid but just because of that stuff that was just because stuff but yeah mm-hmm. um we were fishing and we started hearing rocks being banged together because it's just what it sounded like it sounded like someone was taking two big rocks and banging them together and it it just kept going on and we went over to to look and now i don't know if you, you you're from your county you said right yep 
your woods is probably the same. It's kind of thick in the, in the summer. Like, I mean, you can't really see a whole lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It becomes pretty miserable in the summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we're, we're looking and we're trying to see if maybe we could see what was making that sound because it sounded like it was over the, the bank there. And it like, it wasn't too far away. And it, it was going like one or two times. And then sometimes it would just be going like, like they're just continuously clanking together. But we couldn't find anything. And every time we went over to it, it would stop. So we just kind of said whatever and, and ignored it. And But it just kept continuing to happen. Now, we have watched 14 seasons of Supernatural. <laughs> I had my knife. And I said, let's go see what this is. Because he had a, his dad has a mode path back there where he was cutting the wood and where that. Now, we did set a trail cam there, but we didn't catch anything on it other than we had a, a baby fawn and a mom there, but we didn't catch anything else. And so we walked back there along the path. Well, the clanking got further and it sounded like it was, we got to where that a is where that trees over the path and that's where we stopped and it sounded like it was right behind that like it maybe maybe have been right at the beginning of the clearing right at the end of the wood line there and it was just clanking again and we're looking we can't see anything and then it stopped and then we're just we just decided to stand there and just be silent and this is probably uh seven o'clock in the evening so it's starting to get a little dark seven eight o'clock in the evening and so we're kind of losing light, but which is another great idea <laughs> to do. But after a couple minutes, it started up again. I decided to take my knife and hit the tree because I'm smart, I guess. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't answer me. And about thirty seconds later, it it did it again. But it sounded like it was up in a tree. Like it sounded. It went higher. Like it was above the ground. And I told him. I said, I think we should probably move. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when we did another one at the same time as the one in front of us that we were paying attention to, another one was rock clanking. It was straight diagonal to us where we would have, where we had to walk out anyway, it would just bend to the left. And I told him, I said, there's a second one go. Like that was the only time where I felt like, I don't know. I don't want to say it was maybe trying to lure us in or maybe just wanted to see what it, what we were doing. I don't know what the whole rock clanking thing is with any of that, but that was the last time that we went back there. And other than when we went to go back to fetch the trail cam and that's when we found the track. And like I said, the, the track was just about maybe four inches long and it literally looks like a toddler put their foot in the ground but their big toe is to the side like it's a left footprint and it looks like the toes to the side yeah it's a really really strange track i you sent it to me and i said i you know i don't have any answers <laughs> for what that is i know what it looks like you know it looks like a monkey foot honestly right it, it does and that's not comforting <laughs> yeah but and you know what i think that it would be a little less creepy if it was actually a big foot track <laughs> Like, I don't go in and expect to find a little tiny toddler print, <laughs> right? you know, in the woods. I, I just don't. I just don't. So whatever is back there, there's two of them. And I don't know what to think about it. Like I said, I don't know where exactly I stand on Bigfoot. I don't know. Like, I, I would still say it's more along the lines of paranormal. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we'll get back to Shelby in just a minute, but I wanted to take this time to thank our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. Allison, who makes Strange Familiars possible? The patrons. The patrons and no one else. (laughs) (laughs) We, we We don't have to read through any of those, the lists of foundations or anything like NPR has to do where they're beholden to like Sam Walton or anything. We're just... No, we don't. Not that we're not open to that. Yeah, we are totally open to that. If someone would like to sponsor us... I am waiting for an apron in a color between yellow and purple. That's right. On the color wheel. On the color wheel. Somewhere between yellow and purple. Yeah. It could even be green. I'm not going to be picky. There are plenty of Sasquatch-themed products that Mm -hmm. might like to sponsor us. Yeah. We are open to all of this. But at the time, we have our patrons, and we love our patrons, and we could not do the show without them. Absolutely not. Thank you so much, patrons. You make Strange Familiars possible. And if you're listening, and you're not a patron, and you're thinking, how could I help? I like this podcast. How could I help them continue to make it and make more content besides? And also get valuable benefits. Like a whole backlog of old episodes and extra content. And if you can't sleep at three in the morning and you just want something to listen to. There's more Strange Familiars if you're a patron. At this point, I believe there's over 40 episodes, 40 patron episodes that you could listen to just by becoming a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. There's all different kinds of levels of support there. The first level is $3 a month. At $3 a month, you can get those extra shows. But if you want to help more beyond that, you can get extra stuff, t-shirts, copies of my books, CDs, artwork. There's all different things in there you can do. They all help. Patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Go ahead and check it out. If you don't like the idea of a monthly subscription like Patreon and you want to help with a one-time payment, you can do that in the show notes at strangefamiliars.com. Under every episode, there's a paypal.me link. And of course, that helps a great deal as well. And then everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, by liking and subscribing wherever you're listening, whether it's, what's iTunes now? Apple Podcasts? 
I don't have it. Whatever iTunes has become. I think it's Apple Podcast, Stitcher, you name it. Wherever you're listening, hit that like and subscribe button and leave us those nice five-star reviews because they help get the podcast in front of new listeners. And now we'll hear the rest of Shelby. The other thing that happened that I thought was strange was one night, let's see, and you remember some weird things at 2.21 in the morning. This is a couple weeks ago. We woke up and the power went, the power was off. And I just happened to sit up in bed because I was going to go to the bathroom. And I look outside because right to the, if I'm sitting up in bed, the window is right to the left. And I'm looking outside. I'm actually sitting on the front porch right now. And there's a tree line in front of me. It's not that thick because there's a, a either a pasture or clearing behind it, one of the two. But there's a tree line here. And I just happened to glance at something caught in the corner of my eye. I seen lights. And they were flashing. Now, the power is completely out here. so it, And we're in the middle of nowhere. So it's, it's completely dark. And the... It didn't look like fireflies because fireflies are yellow and they're tiny. Like, I mean, they're, they're really tiny. And the lights that I was seeing, there was probably six or eight of them. And they looked to be like the size of not as big as a basketball, maybe, maybe a little smaller than a basketball. And they're in this section of trees in front of me. And it's probably maybe 30 feet of where they were. Like there was like six or eight of them there. And I'm actually just fixated on these things. And I'm just looking out the window and they're kind of not like synchronized, but like some would go on, some would go off. And they look like to be like a gold color, Mm -hmm. not yellow, but kind of like a, a bit of a darker gold color. And he finally asked me what I'm staring at. And it, I was, I don't want to say I was in a trance, but I almost thought about going outside to look at these things. I don't know why I I have no idea why, but I finally get up and I I go to the bathroom and I come back and I said, well, it's, you know, when you're, when the power goes out, your house is completely silent and we're the people like noise when we sleep. And like I'm outside right now, the crickets are going, everything's going. Well, I open up the window a little more just so we could get that noise. And I lay back down, the lights are still there. And I'm, I lay there for a minute and it's deafening quiet. Like your ears are ringing. Like I, I could hear my ears ringing quiet. And I asked him, I said, do you hear anything? And he kind of puts his head up towards the window and he said, no. So I get up and I put my ear out to the screen and it's dead silent. Now, of course I have flashbacks of the cave encounter. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm just going to lay back down because I don't want to see if something's out there. <laughs> but what was odd, obviously, it, it's it was early summer. Like, I mean, it's midsummer right now, but it was early summer. It was a couple weeks ago. And obviously, everything's alive right now. Every bug in the world. I mean, yeah, it's not quiet here, especially when we live out here in the country. It's It's really loud out here. And I mean, there was just nothing. And the light thing was odd to me <laughs> well, yeah. because I've never 
seen that before. But it's not like I, I had heard your podcast on th- seven. It wasn't like the lights you described, though. Like it wasn't different colors and they weren't long. Like they were circle, but they I would say that they're close to the size, size of a basketball. Mm-hmm. And they were in like the middle and the upper parts of the trees. I mean, the trees are pretty tall. I mean, were they moving tree. at all? They weren't moving. They were just, um, like, I, like I said, there was a, quite a few of them. And some would go on, some would go off. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe they were moving. I don't, I just, I wasn't, when I was staring at them, they weren't, they were just kind of flashing on and off and there's no lights up there. I mean, there's nothing there that would justify that. And I, like I said, I've never seen that before Right. and I haven't seen it since. So I, and the, everything was completely silent. Like I said, I had flashbacks and I laid back down. I'm like, I don't want to see what that was did, <laughs> or did, what could possibly be out there. Did they look like man-made lights? No, no, it, they didn't, they didn't, project any light like i mean it was completely dark outside but like it wasn't reflecting off the car or the garage Mm -hmm. it was just like they had their own light and it wasn't they didn't project anything Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense at all it does yeah yeah like it just kind of like a glow stick like you know a glow stick is glow stick but it doesn't you know project light right yeah but i don't i don't know Wow. So that's the ongoing creature thing back there. <laughs> I'm yeah. just, I have been trying and trying to get him to go back there with me at night. Cause I just want to see, cause I mean, all the stuff that happened happened during the day. Like, I mean, it was all broad daylight. Like it wasn't, I mean, the rock clanking was towards evening, but every, every other time, like the, the vocalizations wasn't two or three o'clock in the morning. It was nine thirty, ten o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, up, up to past noon. So I just want to see if it's active during the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to go in the woods at night. I just not, not back there. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I don't know where I stand on Bigfoot, but I don't, like he said, I don't want to be someone that sees it because <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, I believe in things, but ignorance is bliss. Like I, I just don't. Yeah. It'd be interesting to, to leave some audio recorders back there. You know what? I thought about that. I was actually pricing them on Amazon to see if I could pick that up. And he asked, that was the first thing he asked me. He's like, why didn't you record it? And I said, you know what? When when that happened, I wasn't thinking something strange. I was thinking that it was just a natural animal making a strange noise until mm-hmm. it got closer. And the thing is, there was so much time in between each vocalization. I didn't think I was going to hear it again. Each time. You- yeah, each time. Because yeah. I mean there was at least at least fifteen minutes and I know that there was the the one between the, the second to last was like a half hour in between it before it got that close to the cabin. So I had no idea if it was ever gonna sound off again. You know, it wasn't like sounding off every two seconds, but I don't know. I I don't know. I have no explanation for that. Yeah. I the, the thing is, you know, bears don't clack rocks together. No, I, I told him, because like I said, he's a complete skeptic, and but he's he's actually like, I, I he said for a minute I thought Bigfoot was real. <laughs> and I said, well, whatever's making that clanking sound has to have hands. Like, it has to have thumbs. I mean, you can't just clank right. two rocks together without thumbs. So I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know? But, I mean, it's it's kind of scary because, I mean, we joke about it, like gave it a funny name and stuff, but in all seriousness, like I just don't, 
I don't want to say there wasn't any aggressive behavior, but like the growling obviously wasn't that great. <laughs> to yeah. Hear, but yeah, exactly. Especially like that, like when that when that thing it, it growled in my ear, but there was nothing there. It was just freaky, just absolutely freaky. Yeah, that's creepy, especially with your sister being with you. Right, and I mean she's younger. I mean she was freaked out too, and I, you know, but I don't know. I mean, like it. I, I've been back there multiple times. Like I said, I've been back in the woods, you know, since then. And I haven't had anything, you know, knock on wood, happen as I was in the woods. And I don't feel like that I'm threatened, you know what I mean? But, right. And he wanted to take a few guns back there and go past that frame and go into the path. And I told him, I said, you know what? If it was a bear with cubs, would you go do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, would you actually go provoke that? It, you know, just if whatever it is, it can have that side and we can have ours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just just let it let it go. Because, I mean, I don't want to provoke it because the, the stories that I have heard with people that have run actually actually run into Bigfoot and have shot at it or had guns doesn't have a very good outcome. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend you got to live there. I would not right. recommend live there. doing it's that. Not, <laughs> it's not like I'm back up at the caves and I don't have to live with it. I can go home. Yeah. You know, yeah. it. It's actually in our backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would not recommend that at all because it, 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 I can't think of a time where it's turned out well. No, no, no. I mean, if it wants to clank rocks and do whatever, it can do whatever, but I'll just stay on my side. <laughs> you can have yeah. your side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's hard to say, you know, I don't want to be the guy that, that cries Bigfoot, but, you know, you certainly right. have a, a checklist of things that other people, have encountered before seeing creatures, let's say. I don't want to see it though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. I, I've had, like I said, I've had other experiences in the woods that are not great, but I, nothing's, and even after the cave thing, maybe that's just because we never talked about it. It's almost like if you don't talk about it, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it almost doesn't make it real if it happens, but I'm, I'm kind of like freaked out right now. Cause I'm talking about, the thing on our property and I'm outside, but <laughs> you know, it, when you, when you don't talk about it, it's almost like it's not real. So, but you know, and I was never, I didn't listen to the whole Sierra sounds and this is hilarious. I, in a sense, but it's all, but also scary. When I was hiking back in those, in the woods, I'm about an hour away from where I grew up from. I, I had a particular, it's kind of a rough childhood and nature was my escape. So I would always hike back into the woods deep enough to where I would hear this animal. And then I'm like, okay, I'm deep enough now. And I would just walk along until I felt better. And I would walk back now. The animal that, and they were whoops, actually. I honestly thought it was either a bird or maybe some sort of animal. But now that I've heard it in the, you know, Bigfoot quote unquote world that, uh, I, that's exactly what I would hear. And it, and I wouldn't hear it until I got so far back into the woods and I would specifically wait until I heard those until I would stop like, okay, I'm deep enough. And I would walk. Wow. So maybe I grew up with Bigfoot, <laughs> you, you know, Wow. but I don't know. I, and the thing is I want to go back up there and I, and I want to take, cause I, the, the caves are, I, I like, I think they're really interesting. I mean, I like nature and it's just really fun to me to hike and stuff, but how far away do you live now from the, the area with the caves? About an hour. Still in Ohio? Yeah, still in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Still in Ohio. 
you know where Wheeling, West Virginia is? Yes, I do. I, I work on Wheeling, so okay. I'm about a half hour away. Okay. I moved here about a year and a half ago, and we were kind of living down there. He was kind of living with me basically at the time, but I would like to, we didn't have time to go up and hike or anything. And I would love to go back up there. I would imagine because the last time I was up there, the path was grown over to the, to the caves. So, I mean, it'd probably be kind of hard to locate, but I want to go back up there and investigate that again. And the other section where we used to hike, there was actually, it was eight miles. There's a trail that would start from, it was kind of towards the power plant. And it just went all the way up and it would go up and it would lead out into the cemetery up on top of the hill. And um, I never actually hiked the entire thing. Uh, that's a lot to hike. <laughs> but um, I would like to go back there and uh, I wouldn't do that again. And especially when you walk into the creek bed, if you got a couple miles into the woods, there's these like amazing waterfalls back there. It's a heck of a trek, but especially when you're walking in the creek, you have to get wet. But <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I would like to go back up there and maybe hear those whoops again. Never know. Cause now, yeah. cause now I know what it is and now I'm interested, <laughs> but right. I don't want to see it. I just want to hear it. Isn't that interesting? I, I always say, I, th- I think I want to see it, but I think I want to see it from a certain distance. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, g- give it to me like 200 yards away or 400 yards away. Like I'll be okay. But yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, like don't, I don't want to be fishing at the cabin and have it pop its head out. Right. <laughs> you know, I just don't. Right. I, yeah, I never want to like do look over and have it leaking in the window or something. That's like nope for me. And you know what? That's what scares me. I actually shut our laundry room window now because it's because where I lay in bed, it's directly like I can look directly out of it, and I shut it now when we go to bed because I, you know, don't want to see some glowing red eyes looking at me like some people have. Yeah, I don't blame you for <laughs> yeah, a second. Yeah. You know, I mean, the we have, I mean, it's 17 acres, but that's not very far. <laughs> you know, it's it's still in our backyard. Like the things that I have seen, like the, if, like I would assume the Santa thing was probably something projecting itself is that the woman that I had seen in the bathroom and the, the, the another story that was actually there, but I didn't see anything on this one. But um, my best friend, we said we lived in a trailer court and she used to live right across the street from us. Like, I mean, just directly across the street. And I basically lived, I basically lived with them. But, um, one night it was me, her and trying not to say names, our other friend that we used to hang out with. And we woke up in the middle of the night to a woman crying and we thought that it was her mom. So we went out to go see, you know, what was wrong. And it sounded like they were in the bathroom. Cause like it, her room was the front facing room. And then Right as soon as she walked out of her room, there was a bathroom to the right. So we thought that maybe she was in the bathroom. We walked out of there and we heard someone run. So we kind of walked fast into the living room. We're hearing the woman crying the entire time. Well, it sounds like it went into the laundry room there that was right before her parents' room. And we get up there and her mom comes out the door of their bedroom asking what's wrong, what's wrong. Because she thought something happened to us. And the crying stopped. And I said, or we were like, no, 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 we thought it was you. Well, we looked and to the right of us. We were actually stopped like right in front of the laundry room. The clothes that were hanging up moved and the crying kind of faded out. I don't know if that could have been the same woman that I had seen in my bathroom. <laughs> you right, know? yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that some weird things happened in that town in general. And like I said, we've had, and I don't know if that was one of the reasons why they moved out or not, but her parents we were in the computer room. Now, 
how I am only 25. It feels like I'm older when I talk about something like this, but we were in the computer room, which was her parents' room. They had the desktop and we were on AOL instant messenger. (laughs) We were talking to our friends one afternoon and we decided that we, we were tired and her parents' bed was right there. So we just decided to lay in her parents' bed. I woke up and I'd seen a really black, like it was a black tail and it was really big. And that's all I could see. And I heard heavy breathing and it was pacing the bottom of the bed. Now the bed was like, it was a king size bed. and It was one of those sleigh beds. So it was really high off the ground. Like we had to jump into it to actually get in it. And they had a black cat. And I thought to myself, well, that's the cat. Well, then the the cat was actually laying beside her. So it wasn't the cat (laughs) and they had no other animals. So I'm freaked out, of course. And I wake her up and I look and it's gone. And I asked her about it. And then we were talking to her parents and her parents said that in, cause in their, they had uh, the bath, their bathroom was there and they had like a black curtain there instead of a door. Mm-hmm. And they said that they had seen what looked like a dog with red eyes in their bathroom one night. Oh, wow. And they said, maybe that's something as to what it was now. now since I've listened to enough podcasts, maybe that was dog man. <laughs> But well, these these red eyed black dogs are are, are another thing. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's that's a thing people definitely see. And that's separate from. Yeah, yeah. They're, okay. I said I'm new. I, I just started listening to podcasts maybe eight months ago. Like my job, I can actually listen to podcasts at my job, and I'm trying to catch up on all of them. I started on Jericho's, and he has freaking 500 episodes. So right, yeah. <laughs> Once no, I got the, bored. The, the the black dog thing, uh, I mean, sometimes not always accompanies Flannel Man. Other times it can be on its own. The other interesting thing is I found a, a very strong connection between women and white apparitions, uh, which is, you know, would, what you saw would qualify, and cryptid activity. Yeah, so, I didn't want to say woman and white, but... <laughs> yeah, no one does. It's like a traditional thing, I just, you know, the way you describe it. But that's what it was. I mean, that's yeah. what she was. Yeah. Yeah, I And think, the thing is, like, I don't remember eyes, you know, like that's, I, I mm-hmm. try to place eyes there, but I can't place any eyes with her. Not that they were black. I almost don't know. If, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's not uncommon either. That people either can't remember faces or eyes or, you know, one or both, or, you know. Which that makes it creepier. You know, just seeing something there is not creepy enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, you have uh, an interesting catalog. I mean, again, it's kind of like a checklist. You know, I, I don't want to make any predictions, but, uh, you, you definitely have a, a sort of checklist of things that, that, uh, that are very interesting. I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm not going to see it though. <laughs> I'm not going to see it. <laughs> uh, at least I hope not. I don't know. But like I said, I almost want to, but at the same time, if an actual Sasquatch happens to walk out of those woods while we're down there, I don't know how much I'm going to want to go back there. You know what I mean? Totally understand that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I, I want to be like, oh, you know, it's not going to bother me. But at the same time, you know, like when I've seen things, you don't you can't predict how you're going to react and you don't know how it's going to affect you afterwards. And I just don't want to be afraid to go into the woods. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then more I, than I've that- heard things. But I haven't seen anything, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, you don't know how other things are going to react, you know? Uh, right. You don't know... If we take that rat cl- rock clacking and say say it was Bigfoot, we don't know. But let's say it was. Mm-hmm. 
you don't know whether that was uh, an aggressive thing. You know, were they saying, get out, get out, get out? Were they right. being playful and trying to communicate? You know, you, you just don't know what it means, you know? Right. It was almost like, though, like when we got interested in it, it like it, it started out like towards the front of the cabin. But then when we went to go look at it and it sounded off again and it was back a little bit further. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know if maybe if it was trying to see if it w- if we would come in there. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe like when we went back there and like I said, it was past that, um, that tree that was down. Maybe that was like, don't come any further. Like that's your, that's your limit. Don't come here. Right. Right. Or like when that other one sounded off, when we were starting to go out of the woods and the other one started the rock clanking, maybe that was like, this is where they're at and this is where they're heading. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if maybe something yeah. like that. But... Yeah. They're coming this way now. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. So, yeah. I mean, I I'd be very interested if, uh, if you could place recorders out. I think that would be very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I was actually going to do that here in the next few weeks. I was pricing them. I, mean, I don't want to get a decent one, but I don't, you know, don't want to get a cheap one. But I also don't want to spend like $200 on one. So. Yeah, there was I, one I um, There's one I got, that, and it's the one we leave out overnight a lot. And I, it's actually been at, a, I left it on a witness's property. It's been there for months now. I have to go retrieve it. Uh, but I want to say it was like 45 bucks, So it wasn't a, a whole lot of money, and it got pretty good recordings. Uh, I have a much, I, much I nicer one I, I, uh, I take with me, you know, but that, I don't leave that anywhere. But the right. uh, the $45 one, I, if I can find it, I'll, I'll send you the link because it really yeah. wasn't bad. The sound quality was was actually quite good with that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's like I said, it's covered. Like we have a porch there, and I have a, we have a, like a little cabinet there. I could actually set it on on the window ledge there or um. You just set it on the cabinet there, and yeah. it could it would actually kind of be out of the weather, but yeah, I think this will record uh, for like like three or four days. You know, it's got enough memory in it where it'll just oh yeah, you can just leave. But, but then you have to go through all that audio. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> instead the of pain. listening to podcasts, I'll be listening to audio of the back. <laughs> yeah, that that's the pain. Uh, well, Shelby, let us know if anything else happens on the property. I'm very very interested. Oh, I, I will, and if you if I see something, you'll be the first one I contact. <laughs> Well, thanks for telling your stories. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Before we go, we're going to announce a new thing we're doing every week because Allison has a massive collection of weird photographs, many of which are they, they kind of tie in with the, the strangeness we do here on Strange Familiars. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a photo of the week. Another way you can help support the show. We'll go ahead and put it up in the Lost Grave Etsy store, which I will link to. I'd like to make some new photo collectors out of anybody who's listening. Yeah, yeah. So these are cool historic photos or photo postcards in different instances. We'll we'll put different ones up every week and we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the show. So the first one we're doing is, why don't you tell us... What we have here. This is a like, circa late 1930s Ripley's, believe it or not, Ripley Auditorium merman who looks a lot like a kind of like an early Fiji mermaid. He's got long fingernails and sort of part fish-like, part bad high school art project. It says it's a rare sea mammal with a most human-looking face, probably inspired ancient tales of mermaids. Mr. Ripley found a merman, which he judges to be a clever oriental fake, half monkey, half fish. And this is a postcard of it that was featured in Ripley's Auditorium, which was on Broadway in New York in the late 1930s. So essentially like a sideshow thing. Yeah, it's almost like a sideshow gaff, like um, sanctioned by Mr. Ripley. 
we will put this in the Law Square Betsy store. I'll put a link in the show notes for anybody who's interested. What's the price going to be? Oh, I'm going to make it pretty reasonable, actually. $25 plus postage to wherever you are. You help support the show. You get a cool old photograph. It's a win-win. <laughs> Hopefully I'll make another photo and image collector out of yeah, exactly. someone. In, um... And uh, I will put links also to Allison's Etsy, where you can find a lot of different photographic images, and our eBay shop as well. Which has most of the newer stuff. We have a ton of stuff there. So if you're into old pictures, we tend to specialize in weirder, kind of stranger, more unique images. We have some, I guess in the baseball card world, they're called commons. That's yeah. why I always think of them all. Commons, you know, just portraits of, of people because we buy big lots and uh-huh. you get the normal stuff with it. But the only reason we're buying a big lot is to get some of the weird stuff in there. So anything from circus people to, you got some postmortems up at the moment? I don't right now. I just sold a bunch at my antique stand. So we often have postmortems. We often have strange things, weird clowns, any kind of stuff like that. So it's definitely worth checking out. So the photo of the week this week is the Merman of Aden, Red Sea. So check it out, everybody. And we'll be back soon with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, LLC, music books, art, podcasts, and more. Check it out at darkhollerarts.com. The intro and background music is by Stone Breath. You can find more at stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can also join the Strange Familiars gathering group. And we are on Instagram at strangefamiliars. I took a road trip to Michaud State Forest. On the way home that night, I was driving through Gettysburg. I saw a strange light come up over the road. At first I thought it was a bottle rocket, but it was over the middle of the street and didn't make any noise. I had my windows down and was doing about 25 miles per hour. It was bright orange, maybe two to three times the size of the end of a cigarette, and moved very quickly upward, slowed down, did a few spirals, and disappeared. It was around the height of a telephone pole. Although I didn't see anything strange at Michelle, I did see a mystery light in Gettysburg.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.